Welcome back to Podside, everyone. We're all here again for another episode of the Year of the New Sun. Today, we will be rounding out the Claw of the Conciliator chapters. XXVI to XXXI. Uh, that's <laughs> 26 to 31 for anyone that isn't Roman. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I am accompanied by all the crew today. How are you guys doing? Wait, are we broccoli? What the hell is that? <laughs> broccoli? Oh, we're crew today? No. The crew today. <laughs> <laughs> is broccoli crew today? I thought the, cr- the crudité was like like a kind of hors d'oeuvre or light salad or something. Yeah, wait, it's like it's like uh, carrots and cruciferous vegetables chopped okay. up. Okay, yeah, like raw, raw vegetables and like a dipping thing. Well, yeah. You said, cru- uh, cr- Pete, you said cruciferous vegetables? Seems appropriate. Ooh, for the- ooh. <laughs> Not- Seems appropriate. Stigmatis vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> My man dragging the show back onto the rails after I bop it right off. Well done. <laughs> you know, I, I have my moments. They, they come not so often, but I have my moments. All right. So um, uh, I think so. How, how are you guys feeling about the, just getting to the end of the Claw of the Conciliator today? How are you guys feeling? You pumped. Yeah. Well, I, I was telling you, Carlo, earlier that I, you know, I'm I'm gonna miss that the the big brick that's up in on my nightstand for six months or so. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll it'll it's it's the book of Theseus. You'll be replacing it with a new book. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That is about the same size and and shape and everything else. Uh, will it be a a another book or just simply the same book? Who knows. <laughs> um, it, it does seem like uh, that that would seem like a very Wolfian uh, puzzle to, to put yes. into the story or something. I, um, go ahead. I, I am discovering that sitting down and reading a book like this in a night or a night and a half is very different than reading a clump of it every two weeks. The every two mm. weeks thing is much harder for me. Like, mm. uh, while I think the book is good, my experience of reading it was unusually bad because of the choices I've made. <laughs> <laughs> I have suffered because of hubris. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I, I wanted to make clear that, like, this is all happening because I'm a dipshit, you know? <laughs> Did did you did you uh, torture yourself, Pete? Yep. And have <laughs> so, I grown into a person? No. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, uh, I think that that's the perfect uh, the the perfect way to approach this book and Severian as a character. Thank you. Yeah. Pete. Well, I I mean another illustration. In some ways, I mean, I there are there are multiple ways in which I can dis- uh, in which you guys are cooler than me. But one thing I would like to call out is I think I'm the most Severian of the four. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> for example, I bought beer for tonight, yesterday, and you know what I didn't do? Put it in the fridge? Put it in the fridge. So I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking it over ice. Hmm. Oh, that pains me, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this one of the uh is this one of the things that they do in in in, in the Madachin Tower? <laughs> it's one of the lower level uh, yeah. torches. Here, did you have some beer on it, ice? It's one of the lower levels of the tower called the Philippines, where I picked it up. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> 
So uh, I suppose we should probably uh, do the standard yeah. previously on the claw of the conciliator. Chunk, chunk. Uh, so uh, I've. Uh, you know what? The edges of the beginning of this are a little fuzzy for me, but um, Severian and actually, I think by now, Jonas is, I, I wouldn't say long gone, but definitely no longer in the picture. <laughs> are you, C C Carlo, are you not? Are you not oppressed by the by the <laughs> gathering of your perfect memories? Well, you know, it's it's the problem. It's the problem of having different memories that get in the way of the actual memories that I want. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, while I'm trying to remember exactly what happened in the last five chapters, I'm busy thinking, did I buy enough fruits? Hmm. hmm. I may need to stop by the supermarket tomorrow. Anyway, so. Um, so basically, we got uh, Severian finding re, re escaping the uh, antechamber. We ha have Severian finding uh, Terminus Est. Uh, you know, like once again, like how many times is this doofus <laughs> had his sword either uh, taken from him or lost or or what have you? It just is truly uh, very very <laughs> lucky that he keeps on finding it again. It's like it's like Indiana Jones's hat. It always gets knocked <laughs> yeah. off and he grabs it at the last second. Yep. Yep. Uh, we had, um, we had our own, um, our own struggle session with, uh, Severian and Jolenta, a, a chapter that had no controversy whatsoever because, um, there was perfect consent all around. No, and Severian wasn't. learned his lesson and it was a very mm -hmm. important lesson and he never did anything problematic after that. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not not even one bit. Uh, then we went for a night at the theater, um, uh, which uh, was <laughs> a fucking blood night at the theater, a death night at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know that it was like a, it was like a, a medieval times version of the theater, where hmm. at at the end uh, the knights c try to kill you, you know. Isn't that uh, uh isn't that isn't that like the uh, Jurassic Park thing? You know when when uh when Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down mm. the, the the pirates don't try to eat you. <laughs> no, I I think in Vegas now at the Excalibur if you have the round table dinner the knights actually do try and kill you. Ooh. Oh. Nice. You, well, you, you know. the funny thing is you're all 10% more likely to go now. <laughs> yeah, but more than 10. <laughs> Uh, just, there's a medieval times that's uh, unionizing or trying to unionize. That's awesome. I, I saw that. Yeah, that's great. I'm sorry, but um, you know, for for historical accuracy, I would consider that more a guild. guild. Thank you. I was thinking <laughs> that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just like a guild of torturers, for instance. Um, so. So, yeah, uh, at the end of the or, or the play, we never get to the actual end of the play, or perhaps uh, that was the end uh, simply because uh, Baldanders breaks the fourth wall and immediately <laughs> breaks the fifth, sixth and seventh walls. Too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> like he, he's, he's a large your house. He's a large man. Yes, he 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 will break a lot of walls, uh, and the the Hyraduls will uh, suddenly like decided to pull off all their masks. They'd all been sort of like hiding in the uh, in the audience. 
they pull off their masks and uh, they, they all have like weird bug eyed uh, or, or, or alien features and they shoot Baldanders. And that's where uh, basically we, everyone scatters and that's where we left the, uh, the troop uh, last time we read. So uh, this, so we start off. I, I do love uh, one thing here that uh, Wolf uses like a, a very uh, specific way to describe uh, them coming at the cross to a crossroads where it's like where the path crossed another four people sat on the ground around a tiny fire. <laughs> he didn't say at the crossroads where one path crossed another. I <laughs> love I really love that sort of uh, that type of like explaining it. So it becomes a little defamiliarized, but also a little poetic. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So he meets uh, the rest of the troop is waiting for him there. And uh, we have some back and forth specifically between uh, Dr. Talos and uh, Severian. And, uh, and as an aside, I mean, there, there's Dorcas too. Everyone's there, but the, the, the part that really stood out to me is, uh, Jolenta mm. who has already suffered lots of problems prior to this. And, uh, we, we got like a little hint in, in the previous chapters that, uh, Jolenta was altered or augmented by uh dr talos uh but much like it's it's like <laughs> it's like recurring uh frankenstein monsters hmm. because we have baldanders who created dr talos and then dr talos sort of augmented jolenta and jolenta all she wants to do is to be desired by dr talos more than anything else she wants mm -hmm. dr talos to desire her wait so how do we know that that baldanders created dr talos i don't remember that i remember um, it being speculated by i think dorcas I, I think says that you know it seems kind of like at times like baldanders is the father and dr talos is is the son. Um, but I don't remember that being confirmed. Did I just like blank on that? Hmm. Let me see here, because I think that there is right here in this chapter, like a, a thing where I think it's, it's further, maybe I'm drawing connections that, that, uh, that are not here yet, but, mm. um, there, but there's a thing in, in these chapters where, uh, bald Enders calls says I'm the master. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Like, I, I mean, I mean here it's certainly heavily implied, uh, and I mean, that was, that was the conclusion that I was drawing. I just wasn't sure if it had actually been kind of like sp spoken aloud where, where, uh, you, you know, uh, Gene Wolf reveals that he's been holding your card all along. <laughs> Silly Lichter yeah. explanations are for other people <laughs> in this book, <laughs> but suffice to say, yes, that does seem to be the case. Um, that Dr. Taylor seems to be kind of like a, an artificial personal physician slash assistant slash whatever. And bald Anders is literally like a giant baby. Like he's mm -hmm. a, he's, and he's going to get bigger as we've, as yeah. we yeah, I, 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 I love, I love that little, uh, it, it's, it's tossed off like a joke, but it's like one of those jokes that is disturbing because he's like, 
uh, and and just like any child, he'll continue growing. Like, <laughs> yes, ch- yeah. child, he's he's going gray. Well, then he's growing grayer, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? But, I, I, yeah. It, so sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, I I, I really appreciate like Doctor Talos as a character is phenomenal. Like he's like he, he's like sneakily malevolent, but not but like. It under like many many layers of like weird like you know old school actor like mannerisms and things like that and uh, yeah with, he has with, yeah he has like a certain charm right yeah he's like he's like an old like medicine show kind of guy like yeah he's like yes yes I I was gonna say he's like an eighth dimensional hyper carny like yeah. he's <laughs> he's doing so many different layers of carny shit that you're like is he is he pretending to be a carny because he's self-aware about being a carny or is there are there additional layers of carniness <laughs> under the ironic carniness and the answer is yes um it's, it's carny all the way down it's carny all the way down it's just it's it's like an onion there's little like like it's it's nested carnies like i said he's hmm. a hyper carny um <laughs> a russian doll just full of carnies but yeah it's like it's it's like yeah to chris's point he's a character who it's it's one of those great like things almost like a spy film will do where you know that somebody is untrustworthy and they're like oh wait no they're only acting untrustworthy they're actually a nice guy and you're like wait no they're acting like a nice guy that's acting untrustworthy no wait no <laughs> they're a nice guy acting under three different layers and eventually it's like the the guy shoots you which is effectively what <laughs> what Dr. Taylor eventually d- does uh, I used to really <laughs> worry that I was that way, but it turns out I'm just a hypocarniac. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, Pete. <laughs> oh, that's a zinger. Um, also, I do love the fact that uh, so they when they meet Baldenders, he's like all bandaged up and full of like a like a weird unguent or, or salve. That uh, it, I think the the description is it. It looked like clay and and smelled like stagnant water. So it's like <laughs> ugh, gross. <laughs> and then just like he's all bandaged up. And Severian, um, I, I I did. This is another funny moment uh, where Severian like uh, says, you know, uh, yeah, Baldenders, uh, if if you'll accompany a mo- accompany me a moment uh, and and walk down the path over here in private, I I could tell you. You know, I can offer you some help. And um, and Dr. Taylor says, he knows the lenitive you offer. Dr. Taylor said, laughing, he himself has provided it to many, but he loves life too much. <laughs> <laughs> life is not is what I offer, not death. Yes. The doctor raised an eyebrow. <laughs> Where is your friend? <laughs> it's like trying to, uh, trying to, uh, you know, you know, uh, um, K Ith way me all <laughs> <laughs> clay eel hay yeah it was uh, it was it was very interesting how um they set up or gene wolf sets up the 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 moment where baldanders is like i am the master um mm-hmm. because right before then uh, Severian is basically trying to coax him away and it's like Dr. Talos fuck off um, and Dr. Talos is like you realize he'll tell me everything that happened 
Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as he gets back to me, which makes you feel like he's he's enthralled to Dr. Talos. And just like a paragraph later, he's like, no, I am the master. And you're like, oh, shit. So he'll tell him what happened because he's in charge. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right, right. (laughs) And Dr. Talos is his servant or automaton or whatever, whatever he is. This weird little fucking fox guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, little pinched fucking stuffed fox face fucker. <laughs> Which I, I is is I, I keep on seeing like uh artwork uh out there that gives him like a weird um like one of those uh uh pointed caps like a like a Quaker hat or mm-hmm. something. Uh anyway, I it's just some something that 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 sort of like the way he he is presented is definitely like weird and uh off-putting but also like very compelling like you said chris like he 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 makes up for his weird pinched stuffed fox face with a lot of like haha i am charming and yeah i shall caper and use my (laughs) cane i'll never sleep (laughs) yeah um i also like that uh i Hold on. Let me see here, because I, I think that uh, Severian tries to use the claw and Baldinders is like, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. Nothing work. happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 interesting what the rules of it might be, because who's the other person he tried to heal with it that it didn't work on? Was it? Oh, was it? Jo- uh, was it Jonas? OK, so. Uh, well, yeah, right. like Jonas. Well, no, uh, Jonas, he did heal a little bit, but at the right. junctures of where his human parts were. Right. So it must only um, work on on human parts. And mm-hmm. Baldanders probably isn't human. And uh, the non-human parts of. Well, does he does it work on Jolenta? I thought it worked a little bit. Uh, not or, really. No, I guess not. I guess not. I don't know. Although he, yeah, like, like, uh, there is a moment where he tries it and like the, he, he holds it over her and the fire does not seem to kindle in the, in the gem, in the heart Mm -hmm. of the gem. And he's like, uh, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) This this has never happened before. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Little performance anxiety. Um, that's perfectly normal. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Oh, you call it the claw, do you? Okay. Hmm. All right. Everyone's got their thing. Um, so yeah, so uh and then this chapter really ends like uh speaking of uh if we can circle back to like the charm of uh Dr. Talos, here it's really sort of like we we part ways, uh and, and Dr. Talos makes it very clear that Jolenta is not to come with them. Mm-hmm. He and Baldenders are going to go off uh, on in one direction uh, of the crossroads to Lake Diaturna. Um, and Dorcas and Severian are, are headed back, you know, are, are going to continue uh, in roundabout ways to Thrax, but uh, but perhaps, uh, you know, do a little side quest to see if the Pellerines are around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, Jolenta basically, like, Severian doesn't. Uh, doesn't really intercede and lets Jolenta go with or, or try to follow them. Even though Dorcas asks him like, no, you sh- they're, they're, they're going to kill her. And they hear like, uh, you know, her, her screaming and, and crying. And when she shows up, uh, she, she, you know, comes running back as, as much as she can run. 
uh, given to her, given the fact that she's been created with these in ways that are not conducive to running, walking, or really, you know, like moving in any human way. Um, and when they, they, they look, she's basically, uh, Dr. Taylor says, beat her with his cane. Yeah. Uh, and that was like a real chilling moment where it's like, oh shit. Like the charm is just popped like a soap bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like they're basically like, oh no, we're done. And she's like, but wait, weren't we friends? Oh no, we're, we're done. Fuck off. Yeah. Later. Yeah. <laughs> he throws the peace sign and uh, fades away. <laughs> he, he shows up uh, like at Robocop style and, uh, you know, Jolenta's leave. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, and we also so, find out that uh, not only that, but Baldandrus like takes her money back. Uh, apparently yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> be, be gone. Uh, well, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's rough. Like they had seemed like, you know, yeah, as you said, like charming, charming ne'er-do-wells. And, uh, we had been in the do-well part and we got to the ne'er part and we're like, oh, that's yeah. right. Well, um, there is a detail here because, uh, I, I think that that's another connection that we're supposed to draw that Talos does not ever. Uh, keep money himself like he 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 will keep it for safekeeping for others but he does not carry like he's not he doesn't have a wallet or a purse like he he always gives it out uh anything that uh that he that would be his share is actually baldanders to spend mm-hmm. uh and so jolenta perhaps as another uh creature uh create creation um augmented creature i don't know uh, is viewed in much the same way that she does not deserve any money. Why, why should she like Dr. Talos doesn't get any, so why should she hmm. right. paint it forward? Uh, but mostly pain. Um, so yeah, so we continue along the way and thus continues. Uh, we, we, we have a chapter that promises that they're going towards Thrax. Chris, aren't you happy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride. Doesn't that make you happy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just getting the sense that we're never going to get the Thrax. Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> why, why, would, why would you be so pessimistic in this world that's slowly dying, Chris? <laughs> yeah. I mean the one in the book. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. 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 Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting um, you draw a distinction, but sure. <laughs> Damn, Pete's over there being doom pilled. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you drink uh, hot beer over ice. Yes. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Pete. It's- Pete. I have a solution for you. A much better one. And I'm going to share it in the freezer? this. I'm going to okay. sh- no better than that. Better than that, I'm going to share it with our podcast listeners, give you some wisdom, some future wisdom for an ancient time. Um, if you need to get beer or another canned, bottled, whatever beverage cold quickly, here's what you do. Get a container large enough to put the uh, thing in, uh, fill it with ice, and then fill the remaining spot uh, stuff with water to cover the uh, to, to cover the vessel. And then put it in there and, and like kind of rotate it every every couple of minutes and it'll be cold within like four or five minutes. 
So like get get one of those those things you use to make ice cream, those old tubs and you fill it with ice and salt and spin it around. You could do that or I I mean I just meant like a Tupperware container or just something something big enough to put a can of beer in, you know? Ah. It, it doesn't even need much space. It just needs to be, you know, at, c- colder than the temperature you want to drink it at and it uh the the water conducts, but uh, it doesn't actually conduct cold. It it conducts the heat away from the beer into into the ice much more quickly than than air would. Is is the reason that that, that works? Mm. Say I, Doctor Talos, with my <laughs> with my fa- fancy. Or no, no, no. Sorry, not Doctor Talos. <laughs> I should be. Uh, uh, Please don't beat me for name? your secrets. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Uh, uh, the Autarchs guy. Um, Oh, oh, father and air. Yes, yes, father and air. I have used ancient science to make the beer cult quickly. <laughs> you know, it is very much to your guys's credit that you can remember a single fucking name from this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> I just, uh, I just jot them uh, down before, uh, the, before the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, it, it was it, it 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 was it was kind of a bummer though seeing because like Baldanders has seemed so nice the entire time, and then it's like oh not only is he kind of like a dick he also has like like a, a, an additional mechanical dick that <laughs> that acts at, like an asshole on his behalf. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's off he's offshored his dickishness. To yes. Dr. Talos. Um, oh, oh uh, one detail. The reason that they have like this huge like hall of money uh, is because <laughs> the the autark, <laughs> uh, the androgyne that um, that Severian had met in the little secret like crooked room <laughs> inside the painting uh, that basically gave them like paid them ahead of time. Uh, and, and he's like, and that was, you know, Dr. Talos is like, and that was, that was uh, very fortunate because this ninny ran off into the crowd. Um, I think, so, I think the autark also appeared another additional time, uh, because they, they mentioned that, um, uh, Jolenta and Dr. Talos and Baldanders were fleeing and they were captured. Um, and then, and then they basically said like, like another armager sh- showed up and they had an exultant, with them who who seemed to be the kind who wasn't interested in women um and uh it, and if you know what i mean wink wink says uh, i think it was dr talos say or no, no more uh, what's yeah what's say no more <laughs> say no more wink wink say no more um which which makes me wonder like is is there actually anybody but the autark in in the house absolute or is it all just the autark wearing different disguise <laughs> yeah. he's just like pulling levers and and like uh squeezing bladders full of air to make different things happen you know okay so guys uh origin of the name talos what is it it's a giant from uh like a mechanical giant from greek myth right yes and i mean Many authors do this sort of thing. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Gene Wolfe doing it because, like, he doesn't beat you over the head with it. He just drops the name and walks away with it, and it's cool. But, like, he definitely does leave breadcrumbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like there's, a, there's naming conventions all throughout. Uh, you know, like, I, I think we may have mentioned this before, but, like, for instance, um, you, can, you can determine if someone is human like what we would consider a human being uh, because they are named after a saint. However obscure that saint's name may be. <laughs> um, 
However, uh, you know, like there are uh, other, like if you are a Kakajin or a higher duel, you'll have different, uh, a different name. Obviously, the augmented or um, automaton peoples uh, have different names as well. Uh, Talos being like a weird, um, like a, a, a very uh, 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 sure nod to that. But uh, like, I also, let's face it, Baldanders. A cool ass name, but I don't know where that comes from. So it just it just reminds me of like a, a Lewis Carroll type of uh, name, you know. It just mm. sounds like like testicle dandruff to me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, you know, some people get allergic because of the ball dander. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not judging. everyone. <laughs> not everyone paid. Okay. I mean, to be fair, he is the boss baby. Yes, <laughs> he is truly the a boss real baby. a real boss baby. Jolenta turns out to be the one who has a real boss baby problem mm. uh, in, this, in this story. Not not me, as I have accused myself many a time. But yeah, I, I was sad to see uh, to to see our friends, uh, our quote uh, our our, our air, air quote friends uh, go. Well, I don't imagine that they'll reappear. That mm-hmm. doesn't seem likely. Yeah. Well, you know, they're fake friends. They, they you know. W- w- <laughs> We can get rid of them now. Um, so, uh, so while they're uh, moving toward Thrax, uh, they they stop by a river, which is not the Guile. Um, and I I do I do like this uh, little uh, nod to Dorcas, uh, sort of demonstrating her fear of water. I wonder why. Um, mm. Jalenta lay yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Jalenta lay between our fire and the water. I suppose because she felt safer there. Dorcas and I were on the opposite side of the fire, not only because we wanted to be out of her sight as nearly as possible, but because Dorcas, as she told me, disliked the sight and the sound of the cold, dark stream slipping by. Like a worm, she said. A big ebony snake that is not mm. hungry now, but mm. knows where we are and will eat us by and by. <laughs> Aren't you afraid of snakes, Severian? <laughs> Um, you know, it's very much like uh, Indiana Jones here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it have to be snakes? I thought so, you yeah. were going to say bad dates. Severian <laughs> has a lot of, as it turns out in this. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's which is which is interesting, considering the very next thing that happens, which is uh, a, a a a giant woman slithers slithers up. Uh, out of the this was weird. This was very strange to read. I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a dream or something." And then, and then the woman, uh, and then the mysterious voice is like, "It's not a dream, Severian. I'm really here." And he goes, "Oh, okay." Um, and and then <laughs> oh, yeah, a a uh a, a roughly fifty or sixty foot uh t- long uh sub submersible pale woman. Uh, emerges from the water and says, Severian, come with me to the undersea world. Well, you know, I'll, I'll give you the ability to, uh, to, to breathe water. It'll be really cool. Uh, you, you, we, we await you. We eagerly await you in the undersea mm. kingdom. Uh, a, a new life awaits you in the off-world colonies. Uh, won't you <laughs> come? And he's like, sea. he's like, huh, I, this, this seems weird, but I, I kind of really want to go. Um, <laughs> well, little, little do we know that, uh, Severian immediately says, Oh, I, I, I could sleep with her too. <laughs> Which is he weird because it's just the emperor in a fish tin outfit, but yeah. you know, <laughs> I like how he's like, no, you may be surprised by, by this, uh, and, and say, how could, 
how did he desire something so monstrous? And he doesn't actually like try to explain this. He just kind of goes like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, although he, uh, again, he has literally just d- d- done, done the thing. I, this was probably before we started recording. Um, because I don't think I, I, I was being quite so stupid uh, during the episode it, it itself once we'd gotten underway. But but yeah, he he basically get just gets like horny in a general sense and just kind of recollects all the different times he's been horny throughout the story. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, also, uh, this is the same. Apparently, this is also the same Undyne. Um he 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 remembers um he he makes the connection between her and uh, i'm not sure if it's in this chapter or in the next one but he makes a connection between her and the um the 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 woman with the gigantic wings that he saw in yes. uh, when when they opened the book that could be like basically a you know like monstrously large uh creature that could have held like the earth in the palm of her hand because she she traverses space but somehow she is um is, is some something of the same type of creature uh, is what we sort of get hints at but we also get um a a a confession that she was the the face he saw in the water way back at the beginning of shadow of the torture mm-hmm. when he almost drowned and she saved him. Mm-hmm. She held him in his, in her hand and sort of like uh, pushed him upward. And that's why like when, when we get that uh, scene uh, where, where the people are gathering around, it's like, didn't he like fly up out of the water? <laughs> uh. Yeah. She says uh. that like, Basically, she basically says, like, I've we're everywhere. We're, we're always I, I'm always near you. I've saved you a bunch of times. Don't you remember? Although I I like how she she basically says, like, wasn't it just a moment ago that 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 that, that this happened and not, you know, I, I don't know exactly how long it's been since that happened. But it, it seems at least several a couple months, weeks, at least it's like, OK, yeah, it, it, at, at least, least a couple weeks. weeks yeah. So so perhaps perhaps she perceives time slightly differently um, and, and is not really being uh poetical would would be my guess since she is very large um what i like though is what happens right after that where uh dorcas basically sees something that makes her panic and severian's like oh shit i gotta go and turns away and the the undine tries to get out of the water and he turns back and looks and basically says like all her skin is like sagging down over over her bones like like her body is not She's kind of like a blobfish. Like she can't, she can't mm. get out of the water. She starts basically like collapsing. Um, yeah. and yeah. all like, there's like blood and water pouring out of, uh, her, her nose. Um, cause she, basically, she, she basically, uh, Severian or Dorcas, I think later speculates that, you know, she, she must at, at one time have been able to walk around and forgot that mm-hmm. she, she was so desperate to, to get Severian to come with her that she forgot well, that she can't do that anymore and tried to yeah. stand up. And we also learn she like basically says that Baldanders is one of her kind. Like yeah. he have, he'll eventually grow so large that he'll have to also live on her in in the ocean. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, he he he's continuing to grow. <laughs> he's well, a growing I mean, child. He does have the in's mouth look. So <laughs> <laughs> just he's 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 the the boss fish baby. <laughs> um, it's, it, it was it was funny um 
reading this so shortly uh, after reading The Fisherman. Um, <laughs> because yes! there was a very evocative uh, f- fish woman imagery uh, in this. Um, and it may have made it come off to me as more ominous than it was intended. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 don't go with the fish woman. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> a classic. It's one of the classic blunders. Um, but, but yeah, it was very like, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea what to make of this, this interaction of, of whether I, okay. My first thought, by the way, was that this is Ajia with another elaborate trick. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> she will not die, will she? Uh and uh but 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 I genuinely have no idea if there is indeed, you know, a lost undersea realm or uh, you know, where there are people and Severian could go and and live and they would return him in time to 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 to, to take over. Um, or if it was just, you know, a, well, I, I mean, it, it, or if it was just like some kind of a trick, like it's, it's mm-hmm. impossible for me to guess at, at this juncture. I have, I have literally no clue. Um, I, well, I mean, no, go ahead. Oh, what I have to say is profoundly stupid, but what I started thinking about was Remba and Amber. Yes. Uh, oh, yes, yes. I had that thought earlier in the episode, although not while I was reading it. It did occur to me. Yes. Uh, so for people who I you guys did two Amber books some time ago, but I don't yeah, think we that did. Remba was in either of them. Yes, it was. Uh, oh, it it's was. In nine, okay. It's in Nine Princes. And we did Nine Princes and Guns of Avalon. Oh, OK. Well, as a refresher real quick, uh, Amber is the eternal city of which all other uh, dimensions are a mere reflection, um, it's, including it's ours. Brooklyn, basically. Yes, uh, and then Remba is upside down amber under the water. There's also another one which is in the air, which I think is Tirnanog, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, Remba, I'm gonna say is Philadelphia, uh, and <laughs> Tirnanog is I don't know, maybe it's Chicago or something. <laughs> <laughs> As an in, uh, as an interesting aside, the um, the Merlin books, the the, the continuation of uh, Corwin's kiddo, um, starts off basically uh, on the campus of Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, mm. uh, because Zelazny lived and worked mm-hmm. in Baltimore for a long time. The Merlin books are 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 pretty good. Uh, the the third series that was written by someone else who wasn't Zelazny isn't isn't worth reading in my opinion. Yeah, but the I, other ones are good. I have such a hate on that. <laughs> oh, what? The continuation by another author? Oh yeah, let's 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 dig the body up and look for the manuscripts and maybe we can kind of finish them out to help you the can, estate. You can just tell too that it's not it's not trying to like to, to fit in with Amber. It's just kind of like, okay, I'll make some crap. Anyway. Yeah. And like on some level, I don't think Zelazny or any other author that this happened to would say, no, stop. Because like it is a career, and that's 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 going to your family and fuck it. But it, it doesn't. It, it's not fun to read. I mean, uh, well, well. Last point before we should probably start talking about talking about the book <laughs> we're actually talking about. But Zelazny did that himself at least once or twice. Um, he mm. finished uh, an Alfred Bester book called I think it's called like the Curiosity Shop or something like that. Um, and uh, or 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 the Star Shop or something like that um, that I read, and it wasn't it it wasn't very good. 
It wasn't well, especially you- good as 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 Elasny, and it wasn't especially good as a as a Bester either. What one of the things he used to do on the flip side is that he would write a prequel, write the novel, and then burn the prequel. Because <laughs> he'd have backstory that nobody else did that he could refer to. Yep. Mm. All right. So uh, moving back to uh, Earth. <laughs> thanks, oh. thanks, Carlo. Thanks, Carlo. I know. I know. I know. I, it, we. I mean, if it if it uh, if it helps you out, Pete. You know, uh, Earth is actually a reflection of amber in the far future. Look, so. uh, Carlo, we are forty minutes in, and I have not made any constructive comments, <laughs> and I won't for the last twenty minutes. I'm just telling you now. Fair enough. All right. I, I guess I'm forewarned. Uh, I have a presentiment of our future, apparently. <laughs> So uh, they they traverse like basically these grasslands, the pampas, uh, which are like uh, I, I I guess they're still cultivating cattle uh, because it's what they've always done, but but this time there's like weird uh, crucified smilodons and different mm. different uh, 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 types of um, saber tooth cats like nailed up to the trees, I guess, to warn off the other ones that might hunt down the cattle. Uh, but but the funny thing is, you know, like while they're walking through there, there doesn't seem to be anyone like actually watching the cattle. Like they 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 finally stumble upon a, a, a like a a little shack, and there's a. He he calls himself a herdsman, but like, what is? He doesn't even know what the fuck. He, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like he doesn't even know what the fuck the the ca- the 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 bull that uh, Severian has tamed using the claw is. He's like, well, yeah, that that's an ox. Well, isn't isn't that because uh, the 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 bull that Severian tamed turns about turns out to be these like famously deadly bulls that like nobody. Like famously, nobody can ride them without dying, um, except for mm, one yeah. particular type of animal. And and so the guy is kind of like, I thought for a moment that you were riding the thing that he actually was right. I think it's like like the, the bulls of like like uh, Pamba, something like that. Uh, um, I forget. Yeah, and uh, and uh, maybe it was a uh, Pampa. Uh, but but that that couldn't be the case. So so it must have been an ox. Although on the other hand, I did see something between its legs, but maybe it was an udder. Um, so I thought that that was him Just kind like of cow. like, yeah, I thought that was him talking, talking himself out of what he actually saw because the only reason that Severian was able to tame it was because he used the, uh, uh, the claw, the claw, the claw. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a funny sort of, uh, little interaction, um, but but the guy, you know, he he calls himself uh, and the the people that live around there eclectics, um, and uh, he he's the one that gives <laughs> he's the one that gives them like the the side quest or, or not the side quest he gives them like the info about like well if you're gonna go in that direction doesn't matter what direction you go there's gonna be a stone town that you're gonna run into. <laughs> People, people say people around these parts say that the town moves to intercept you. You can't go to the next part without going through the stone town. <laughs> so you know it, it is it is interesting because uh, obviously there you know like we have gotten lots of weird 
time fuckery, you know, time and space fuckery happening here. So it, by now it's, it's like, well, maybe it's that maybe he's just exaggerating who knows. Uh, uh, but, but he also, uh, has his son, uh, he doesn't want to let him into the, uh, into his shack because his son is sick in there. Uh, he's you know, close to dying and they're trying to plead with him because Jolenta is basically they, they put Jolenta on the, on the, the bull. Uh, and she's just like really bad off. Uh, she is actually, I'm sorry. We forgot the important part when they, uh, uh, after, I think it's, uh, before they meet the undying before Severian meets the undying, uh, Jolent, they find Jolenta has two cuts oh, on, yes. her, Thank you for on her arms. And she's, she's like bleeding out. And, um, and that's where, uh, uh Severian tries to, use the claw to to basically heal her and realizes that not happening uh and dorcas says that um that uh, supposedly there's some blood bats that live in the area but i don't know about all that yeah <laughs> so like, it's unclear vampire I, bats <laughs> it definitely so seemed you, more like she tried to kill herself although on the other hand it's hard to say again like it it could there there is a bunch of fucked up weird animals around and it's entirely mm-hmm. possible uh I mean, it could it have also, also been it could have also been dorcas that got oh really, i didn't think about that really so, jealous because she was betrayed remember so do you guys think the claw is like a mirror mirror Stormbringer or what um, what do you mean, Pete? I mean, I I'm asking if it's sentient. Uh, I don't know that I, I I didn't consider it to be sentient. My thought is that either it is something within Severian that is not that he is not fully cognizant of, like either so it's like his, most things. Well, yes, <laughs> exactly. That like there there's some rule that he doesn't know what the rule is. And so he doesn't know to follow it. You know, like it, it could be, it could be literally anything. It could be something internal to him. Like, like maybe, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't fully trust, you know, maybe it only works when he's like in fear of his life, or maybe it's only for, you know, certain things that really matter. Or my other thought is, is that I don't get the impression it's sentient. I got the impression it was maybe be kind of like, like, like the one ring. Where it's not exactly sentient, but it does kind of obey a particular will, and like it's not going to go against its basic nature. So maybe it's mm-hmm. only doing things that further its its nature in some way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, well, it's, I mean, it's it's clearly got it's there's clearly more going on here than just Severian getting performance anxiety with his toenail <laughs> with his magical toenails. Um, I mean, there, there's also the, let's not forget, I, this is something that stayed with me throughout, which is the idea that the conciliator uh, was pronounced way back in Shadow of the Torture, that Agia uh, sort of like tosses out that, oh, if you consider that the conciliator is the master of power, he would have to be the master of time. Mm. And um, I, I, I wonder if there's some sort of you know, like true false uh, sort of statements happening where uh, is Jolenta absolutely necessary at this point in time? Yes. No. <laughs> then if no, does not heal. 
mm. uh, that type of thing. I don't know. It, you know, it, that may be simply like the simply like the 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 will that we're um, talking about here is simply like an internal series of rules. Um, because at the end of the day, this is, uh, like all of this is very sort of like couched in science fictional, uh, concepts. It's not, this isn't magic per se. There is supposed to be a science fictional explanation for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody so- said that in here. It was hmm. like. Do you have some kind of, you know, what kind of magic is this? And they're like, no, no. Oh, they were talking to Dorcas. That was the witches talking about <clears throat> about Jolenta. Um, yeah, yeah. They the one of the witches says, uh, "Oh, she's had a glamour put on her." And Dorcas goes, "What?" And and one of the the one witch is like, "Well, she can explain it better than I can." And the other witch goes, "Like, yeah, you know, she he she was given some kind of." animal blood that repositioned adipose tissue and and you know maybe she had some kind of like a calf augmentation and and there were there was some kind of chemicals and and poisons that were given to her to cause this that and the other thing and extra strands were sewn into her scalp and and so yeah it's and and the the other witch is basically like that's right a glamour you know (laughs) magic (laughs) like i said um well, and and at that point, uh, Severian is able to see, like, uh, because he's sort of like in that, uh, like, out of time, like he's not yes. in the 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 time flow that he is usually. He's able to actually see, like, you know, like the like all the different stuff that's even underneath the the, the skin, or she's got like weird wiring and and patches, and like you know, she's got a, a basically they 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 put a weave on her and you know like all sorts of different things um you know that and and that's you know probably uh affects the you know like the his his ability to really intercede there because she's no longer healing she can't heal in ways that would be sort of a, a natural uh like a natural human being that is has not been augmented you know mm-hmm. she needs like the different treatments that talos had been giving her to continue and that might fix her back up but since he told her to fuck off he's basically resigned her to death mm. yeah and there's also the kind of ominous implication that um one of the witches uh says basically like uh, well we we've jumped ahead to this or i have anyway which is that she she was promised beauty while entranced uh in some way and so she believes that she will acquire it as as if uh in the way that a child believes that they will get something that has been promised to them so she's like obsessed with it now so in some way dr taylor has also messed with her mind is what it mm. seems like. Mm. Which is ominous. Did we did we talk about um Severian beating up that guy and his son? <laughs> we skipped over it because we we got uh we, we jumped ahead to Jolenta and how the claw works. Because that was but funny. Yes. That was funny. And, it was, and that, it was, and that funny. was my fault, by the way. <laughs> Pete, you you can't you know like uh, I know that you you want to be like a good you know, penitent uh, 
because of the the subject matter. But not everything's your fault, man. It's okay. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like I I did go, hey, hey, what about this? Push his head to make up for it. At the end of this, I've got a fun question for everyone. All right. Yeah. So, um, if, if we can jump back, uh, yeah, the 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 herdsman and his son, like uh, Severian, heals the son. And then he like immediately jumps like after they set Jolenta down he's like, okay, well, yeah, we, we, we tried, we tried with Jolenta again. And then he like jumps. Uh, I, I imagined it uh, very comically, like, um, like Kurt Russell jumps on thunder in, uh, in big trouble in little China, <laughs> like holds a, a knife to his throat. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, he, yeah. Like basically like flips around, breaks his arm in five places. <laughs> just like fucks him, fucks him up and his dad too. And then he's like, well, and then I splinted his arm and we, we went on our way. <laughs> Not only mm-hmm. that, he also, he also heals him a second time with, uh, that's true. With the that's claw. True, yeah. the mm-hmm. claw. Uh, but <laughs> that's never going to get old. <laughs> nope. Not one bit. Sadly, the next book is not the claw anymore. You can't get away with the sword. <laughs> the sword. We'll, we'll come up. <laughs> we'll come up with something else. I so did anyone find it weird that the <laughs> that the guy's son like bolts bolts up out of his sick bed, you know, like healed, and then immediately like I tell you, father, it's the new lictor of Thrax. They have sent for one, and the Clavagers say he's coming. Kill him. He'll kill all of them who haven't died already. And you're like, how? how what? Huh? What's the fuck's been going on information? In <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, also, like, how did he find this out? <laughs> did he did he secretly like read read a letter from like did he pick uh, Severian's pocket or whatever? I don't know. It, it just seems weird, but also like not commented upon later on. You're like, that seems odd. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, and we jumped ahead also to an old friend. <laughs> no job too small, no excavation too large. <laughs> None other than the badger reappears uh, talking to the Kumean, uh, the witch and her apprentice. And uh, we have a, a weird little digression where um, uh, Severian talks about like, uh, the the witches who uh, occupied the the neighboring tower in in the citadel to the Manichin tower um and he he talks about like how they um they sort of uh, affect a posture that's all hunched um but they're also like weirdly they have like a weird vitality that is uh that that sort of like they they don't look old but they don't look young either. They look sort of sick, like weird, sickly vitality, just shine, sh- shining brightly out of their, their eyes. And, uh, and he, he sort of like, ah, and it's just like these two witches that we found here. Hmm. Um, and they're talking about, uh, like somehow bringing Apu Punchao, uh, who is the, Master of the Stone Town and dun 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 someone Severian when he is uh sort of like shunted into uh uh the past or whatever the time bubble is where Apu Punchao shows up, Severian recognizes him. 
he is none other than the guy he found in the mausoleum he would sleep in as a boy. Hmm. So a little connection here. Uh, did anyone, does anyone know who Apu Punchao is? No. Okay. So Apu Punchao is the name is one of the names of, uh, uh, the God, the, the God Inti, uh, who is, you know, sort of like, um, I believe it's connected to like Incan mythology around the area of Lake Titicaca. Uh, and Inti is none other than one of the act aspects. Yes, yes, I know, to, I know. I heard you. I heard you try to breeze past that, but I, I'm too big of a child, like Baldanders. <laughs> <laughs> I will go to Lake Titicaca. Um, but uh, so in that area, uh, Inti is basically a sun deity. He is, I would say, uh, one of the suns. One of the new sons, possibly. Mm. Hmm. One of the yeah. options for a new son, which might be why the witches are interested in trying to sort of like revive him or bring him forward or try to uh, reconcile his time with the current time. Here comes the sun. <laughs> do, 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 do. Here comes <laughs> Inti. Do, 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 do. It's all right. Okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, and th there seems to be like a weird explosion that happens like, um, so, um, that happens because, uh, I, I, it's a little unclear, but it looks like, uh, uh Hildegrin is grappling with Apupunchao, uh, and something happens. It, it feels like a, an explosion and, uh, Basically, uh, you know, Severian is, is shunted back to regular time. Uh, Jalenta lies dead, uh, sadly. And uh, <laughs> that's sort of where it ends. You know, it's just like, well, I've t dear reader, I've taken you from town to town. <laughs> though the <laughs> you can leave leave the story here, though, the <laughs> though the uh, story is long, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I. I I'm wondering if one of the reasons that we had this weird uh, reaction is because there's two versions of like two possible alternatives to Severian here, Severian himself and Apu Punchao. Hmm. Mm. I, I'm really struggling with like putting together where this is going. And so it, it's, it's really interesting hearing you talk about like the things that matter to, to, to you carlo because the stuff that matters to you doesn't matter to me at all like like i don't care about who's the new son because i i don't have context on that really at all um <laughs> i'm still fixated on like chris it sounds like also is what's gonna happen in thrax because i still mm -hmm. don't know like like i want to know what's up with severian what's you know what's what's at stake if anything it's not really clear you know is what's who is dorcas that's what still matters to me and I still feel so unsituated in where things are going um, because this these almost read like serialized novels, but by which I mean, like if you, if you read a story that is like, you know, fully serialized in the sense of like, it was written and published like chapter to chapter. A, a lot of times each chapter has like a nice little opening and closing arc to it. Um, 
I've been reading uh, some some uh, space opera slash planetary romance from the fifties that that was written that way, um, and it's it, it like like the beginning of each sequence like builds you up and gets you like like all excited and then and then winds you down at the end of each chapter and I'm getting that impression from from these novels but just like a serialized story the the actual overall thrust of the plot isn't totally clear <laughs> like yeah. like so far like this this whole book kind of felt like a little side fiasco <laughs> for the main plot but also the first book did too so mm-hmm. i i i like it's it, it, each and everything that happens is interesting, but I couldn't tell you why, and I couldn't tell you what it amounts to or or why. Like, so I, I, I'm just kind of bumbling along. Yeah, I mean, uh, to to Chris's point, and 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 to be fair, we we do actually. <laughs> I will spoil a little bit of the next chat. Uh, la, la, la 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 la. No, no, sorry. Go. No, we, please, we, please we, continue. We we actually get the Thrax. Oh. Um, but but to a certain extent, I feel like these. Uh, the first two books definitely read um, sort of in a way like uh, something like Canterbury Tales, where it's like a bunch of stories with that, that have a framing device, but not necessarily one that is important to the stories being told. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we have a very cagely uh, narrated uh, story because basically this is, you know, the, the, the person who's narrating it is, in fact, the person uh, who is the main character. But, you know, in the future, he wants to ensure that he is not, you know, as we say, the main character. Um, he wants to make sure that we understand that, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff that he wants to look better about. And weirdly, stuff that he leaves in that makes him look bad uh, for an un like I'm not entirely sure for what purpose, but you know, like it's it's definitely interesting, and it's interesting to sort of speculate as to why he would like why Severian in the future would be interested in withholding certain information, and for that matter, you know, like uh, you know, like I feel like Wolf's entire uh the way he structured this these books seems to me to be like the way you would you would you would plan out something that works 110% and then you slowly remove the jenga pieces so it's a minimal viable product it seems like a very engineering type of thing to do and and j- he he removes just enough so that there's enough there for you to go on but not enough to spell everything out. Yeah. I kind of expect that in the first third of the next book, uh, we'll get something that gives us a necessary context for this book. Uh, Because that's kind of what happened um, Mm. with the first book in, in this book. And I don't even remember what, what the revelation was that we were all kind of openly speculating about. And then in the beginning of this book, Sorry, I was I just realized I was sitting way back for, for my microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if my levels are all weird now. Um uh yeah, and it's like I it's like only the only time that I understood the first book was well after I finished it and I gotten like two or three chapters into this one. I was like, "Oh, that's what was going on. Okay, I understand now." Um and so, so I kind of expect that that to happen with this book in the next book. So mm-hmm. one last one last little tidbit that just god, Wolf just loves doing this shit. 
Um, did anyone catch that last little tidbit, like in the last few lines, where he's talking about, like, you know, the 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 the, the outro, if you will, right? He's you know, like, oh, I'm taking you from town to town, blah blah blah. Um, and uh, you know, so basically, uh, so too the stone town was a gateway, a gateway to the mountains. I had glimpsed through its ruined arches. For a long way thereafter, I was to journey among their gorges and fastnesses, their blind eyes and brooding faces. <laughs> I, um, that's a hint as to, you know, like the mountains. Wait, what? I, I, I think <laughs> I'm just, I think I'm just foolish. I don't no, understand. I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm lost as well. The mountains have faces on them. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. I get it now. I get it. Nice. I get yeah, it. Yeah, like I it's 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 sort of like one of these amazing little things where he's like, Yeah, and it's this is a world that's so old that all the mountains have been carved. Hmm. You're like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> anyway. That's uh, that's where we leave it off. We have taken you from cover to cover, from town to town. And uh, I, I think that Chris, uh, Pete, and Kurt are uh, as puzzled as anyone else. <laughs> well, yes, but I did have something I wanted to do a whip oh, go round ahead. on. Okay, so imagine this book had to have a soundtrack. Let's go around and see who, what band you guys would pick. Loot the oh, body. Oh, Pete, we already have we already yeah. have it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I'm just okay. I, but I, but I we could but no, we could no, we no, could no, offer no 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 good, good. It's a good question. It's a good question. Hmm. Hmm. Um, who, so the question is, who, who do we see doing a soundtrack for this book? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say Coheating Cambria. Interesting. Yeah, because they, they've got that like sci-fi fantasy vibe going to their whole book uh, sound. I, I'm going to say Boren and Der Club of Gore, which is a uh, it's it's kind of like uh, doom, doom jazz is the best way I can think of to describe it. It's it's very ominous, super slow, downbeat, almost drone like uh, piano. Uh, jazz that that gives it this kind of weird i don't know it sounds like the soundtrack for like a shadow run video game when you're out on on like the dark streets you know and everything hmm. is all shadowy and 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 weird because it is slightly it's slightly it's slightly uncanny and foreboding but also like there's little twinkles of of activity in it and it sounds to me uh like a universe that is running out of steam so carlo Damn, I can't get the the thought of my head that air. Mm. Like like air the French the, band French oh, band yeah, yeah. air. Most famous for their their versions uh suicide, suicide soundtrack. Exactly. Amazing soundtrack. Mhm. Mm One of the best. Mine is Iron Maiden. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I mean what the oh, fuck man? Good. Like they'd go all in on it. Well, yeah, they they definitely would. <laughs> What was the oh who wrote? Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying I I have another one. Um, and this yeah. is a deep cut. Uh, is there's an artist uh called Resina, 
Um, her real name is uh, Carolina Reck, uh, and she is a a Polish uh, composer. Um, she mostly plays like electronic cello music, and it is like uh, super duper uh, ominous goth with a little bit of like of of like uh, experimental. Uh, like weird, it's just weird. It's weird. It's weird music. It's very good. She she did um she actually did a little bit of uh music for some of the Vampire the Masquerade like visual novel games mm. that they put out on on PlayStation. Um, and it has a it has a weird combination of like this strangely futuristic sound and also kind of like a again like this downbeat gothic sound. So you got me think. You got me thinking about uh. Also, one of the bands that I was, I've been thinking about a lot recently, mainly because uh, they they are from Argentina, I believe, but they're no longer. So they're they're a broken up band. But I it would be funny to if if somebody like so the stadio had had done like a a book of the new sun uh, album theme album. <laughs> I wonder if there is. I wonder if anyone has done like a concept album. There have been like I, I've seen a few in uh, Bandcamp. Uh, a lot of it is uh, metal uh, stuff, which it, you know n- yeah. nothing nothing against that, but just hey, I uh, did pick Iron Maiden. I'm just saying. Nah. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it, I get it. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, to, to to your suggestions, Kurt, I think that yeah, like something a little bit more uh, eclectic uh, would also fit very well because like you know i think it mirrors like wolf's own sort of like influences uh being what they are you know we, we're not entirely sure what he, what was on his bookshelf when he was writing all of these so it's got to sound at least a little churchy too right yeah that too yeah so one final pitch i want to throw at you guys before like i'm worn down for the goddamn evening is i would like each of you to pick a book let me know what it is, and three to four days after that, we talk about it, record it, so we get we we get a couple of fun episodes built up. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are you doing a speed round right now, Peter? <laughs> Do well, I have some time to think about it? <laughs> take your time. I'm like, yeah, I I have no speed in me right now. I <laughs> I I like it's it's been a hot day. I mowed the lawn that I sat down for this episode, and I just drank four beers. I. <laughs> I did everything wrong, so so no conversations that I'm likely to have perfect memory of. <laughs> Full Severian. You, you are you are you are not oppressed by memory right now. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so thanks thanks for the question, Pete. Uh that, that, that was that was pretty good. Um anything else before we go? Uh when is this is this episode out on, out on Thursday? Uh, let me check. I think it is. I this think, will be yes. No, no, it's, oh. it's this coming Thursday. Yes. So, uh, I've got something. Okay, patrons, go ahead. if you have questions for us, oh, yeah, hit them in the one. Discord. Hit them on Twitter, like, uh, like fire flares. Let us know because we'd love to discuss them here and on Twitter and anywhere else you want to do it. Yes, please. Yes, yes. Um. Yeah, if you have anything at all, anything at all, cool artwork, anything, please, uh, you know, 
you can find us on Twitter uh, at Podside P. Uh, and if you're part of the Discord, we have a dedicated channel to talk all about that series we can't seem to stop talking about. Although we mostly do still talk about other things in that channel. It must be said. Much like well, Severian I mean, mostly talks about other things. In, in, <laughs> well, in we, we have plenty of digressions. <laughs> I, I don't think that uh, it, it's, it's dedicated, but no one is dedicated to it. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, in any case, if that's it, thanks. Well, I, have, yes, I have one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's now Thursday night, then in two days in Philadelphia, Knife Fest, 7 p.m., Rec Philly, that's R-E-C, Philly. Uh, it's pinned on the Blood Knife Twitter uh, account, which is Blood Knife Mag. Uh, you, it's a free event. Come, say hello. I've said it enough times. And if you can't make it, that's fine, too. But it's going to be a good time, and we're all going to be there. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Excellent. Um, be there or be square. Uh, it's fine. I'll be square. And there. Uh, there you go. Thank you, everyone, for uh, reading today. And for everyone listening, thanks again. We'll catch you next time here on Potside. <laughs>